I'm speaking on, on being a Christian. I believe that my assignment is to teach you how to live the Christian life. I call it the faith life. The faith life is a life lived absolute trust in God. When you come to this world, you come empty-handed because God knows that all you need has already been provided for. We all came naked. We all came crying. No child came without a cry. If you don't cry, the doctors will be afraid of. Yes, when they give birth to you and you don't cry, they, they will beat you till you cry. You know why? Because you must come with a cry. In Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10, NIV says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. So as a believer, you must be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord means that in the world, there will be things that will sap your strength. In the world, there will be things that will try to steal your joy. But he says, finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord. In other words, be grounded in the Lord. In other words, finally, brothers and sisters, irrespective of the difficulties and the challenges of your life, be strong in the Lord. There will be difficult moments. Your faith will be challenged. But when your faith is challenged, it does not challenge the faith of God and the promise of God. And so God says, finally, when you stop, you, after a while, stop complaining, stop whining, and finally, be strong in the Lord. Somebody say, I'll be strong in the Lord. Because sometimes the enemy throws all sorts of things. Your father is the source that God used to bring you to this world. But your father is not the finality of your destiny. Your mother is not the finality of your destiny. That, that they say that they cannot take you to the next level is because their strength has a limit. But the strength of God has no limit. So he says, when you stop complaining and whining and wondering who will help me, he says, finally, your strength is in the Lord. So be strong in the... I'd like you to turn to somebody and say, finally, be strong in the Lord. You know, it's amazing. Sometimes being a pastor, I'm sitting here, I'm doing it. I'm so weak. I don't know what to do. I came into the pulpit. Nah, finally. Somebody say, finally. See, after you've gone through the heartbreaks and you're wondering, you lied to me? He said, finally, be strong in the Lord. Because the source of your breakthrough, the source of your elevation, the source of your transformation is the Lord. The word Lord means possessor of lands and territories. He's saying unto you, you have come to the Lord God. He's, he's not just God, but he's the possessor of lands and territories. And so wherever you are, irrespective of the disadvantage that have been dealt to you, he says, finally, Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord. When you become a Christian, you now have equal access with God like Jesus had. And Jesus said, I can call angels, legions, to fight for me. In other words, there is a provision that is made available. And it comes because you are now the Lord's property. The scripture tells us that after we were saved... We were sealed with the seal of promise. 
There is a seal on your life. You are not ordinary. Turn to your neighbor and say, you are not ordinary like that. Turn to the person and say, I'm sorry. But you are not ordinary. Say, your ignorance may tell you otherwise. But you are not ordinary. You must come to a point where your strength will be because you know God. See, if you will travel out of this nation and prosper, your strength must be in God, not in the economy of somebody's nation. You know, I don't travel anywhere, but I always have money. I get more dollars in Ghana than when I travel. The difference is that my strength is in the Lord. When he says, finally, brethren, what he's saying is that I want to leave you with one last word, the efficient church. That be strong. In other words, your foundation must be solid. I have a daughter. She's as crazy as I've never seen a crazy girl like this girl. How do you tell God? Look at this girl. Me, I'm a, me, I'm a man of God. She's just a daughter of God. She went to God and said to God, when I'm ready to marry, the audacity with which she's talking to God. I want twins as firstborn. And my secondborn, I want a girl. She even tells God where she wants to work. She gets where she wants to work. She gets their twins as firstborn. She says, I want twins, and they have, to, they have to be boys. And the second one, I want it to be a girl. And God sequentially arranges the thing for her. You see, when, that's what I mean by she's crazy. You see, it takes a certain level of madness to come to God and believe that that which you are asking God, God is able to do. Am I communicating to somebody at all? Child of God, that is what we mean by be strong in the Lord. That you know that this is my father. This is my God. I have trusted you for it. And I am relaxed, waiting and expectant. Because I know that you will honor it. That is coming to that realm of glory. We call it, finally brethren, be strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might. What does it mean? It means you believe in the, the strength of God, the, the dexterity of God's, God's power that is made available, that the thing is so solid that you can't go beyond it. A lot of us as Christians, we no more believe God. Though. We believe God based on what is happening. We use our brain to calculate this one is possible now. So God can do it. So we give God according to what we think is possible. We trust God according to what we think it, it, it can be possible because I know Mr. So-so and so, I will call him. On being a Christian, God calls you to the faith life. It is a life of stupidity to the world that the world will think you are stupid. We call it the faith life. I believe God. If God does not do it, let no man do it. Let no man do it. Can you come to that level of faith? Sir, look at it. You are calculating the money in your account before you give to God. Is God truly a God to you? Look at how we behave. Remember, when we started the church, it's a fellowship. He said, you will come, and when she closed, she goes home late. Then the husband is doing me, me, me. So she came and said, I said, at last I didn't see. She said, when I went to my husband, was doing me, 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 me. So I said to her, according to scripture, wife must submit to the husband. If your husband says you should come home because you have children, go home. You see, what about my ministry? I'm, I'm willing to sacrifice the marriage just for the work of God. That's what she said. She said, Papa, no, no, no. I will sacrifice because I must, I must choose God over my marriage. I look at the lady's face. I said, yes. You have made the choice already. Now, as your pastor, 
I say that God will count it that you've chosen him. Now go and submit to your husband. And when you submit to your husband, whatever blessing that comes, that same blessing, you'll be a partaker of it. He cried, though. I said, Papa, but if you have said it, I will obey you. And she went and submitted to the husband. She was not coming to the fellowship. When the year ended, the husband sat with them and said, I prayed. The wife said, every year you tell us the vision for the year. He says, we are not going to church at the place where we used to go to church. He says, where are we going? It's a faith life, of course. My daughter said, I, I felt like I was dreaming. You know? What is this? And they would not just come to the church, but they would become pastors. Today, the man that the lady went to submit to because of God's word is now our missionary to Germany and Europe. When you become a Christian, you live according to the principles of God's word. It may not make sense, but you have strength in the fact that you have faith in the fact that God has the ability to turn the situation even though it doesn't look beautiful. I'm an old school preacher. I believe in the word of God. God says, submit, submit. Our wives don't have to be perfect for us to love them. He said we should love them. Sometimes it's very difficult to love these people. Though. Man, is it true? Just, just say. <coughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but he says we should love them. He says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. What does it mean? It means that be empowered with your union with him. That's the meaning. Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. It means be empowered in your union with him. You see, because, write this down, my union with God is what is going to determine my success. You see, it is your relationship with him that makes you strong. You see, the implication here is that it is my union with him that makes me strong against the odds and the onslaughts of the enemy. My union. My union. He said, finally, be strong. Praise the Lord. What does he mean? He means, write this down. He means that I draw my strength from him. You see, listen to me, brothers and sisters. Spiritual warfare is you maintaining all the victory that Jesus has obtained for you. You maintain it. That's spiritual warfare. When we say you are doing spiritual warfare, you are maintaining all that Jesus did for you on the cross of Calvary. So you pray and you say, in the name of Jesus, I, I, I take authority over this situation. You are maintaining what he has done for you because you know who you are in Christ and your strength comes from him. Should I speak in this place? Child of God, don't leave this chicken who live your life just a more and more life. You don't know what is happening to your life. Hey, how will I live? What will happen to me? Hey, you feel disadvantaged. You feel disenfranchised. You are a child of God. Heaven is waiting to back your way. The scripture says, and they went preaching. God working with them. Confirming the words they preach with signs and wonders following. Child of God, in your office, preach the word. When situations are bad, preach the word. Speak what God has said. Declare the word of God. And as you do it, God will work with you. Confirming what you are saying with signs and wonders following. Signs and wonders follow what is preached. So you are there. That's for me. I don't have anything. One of this week, one of my daughters. I was talking to her. I said something about money. He said, oh, 
you know me I don't have any money anywhere because how do you how do you close all your doors how do you close all your doors with your mouth that you don't have money in your pocket you are saying I don't have money anywhere are you, are you getting me I don't have money where anywhere in other words there cannot be any avenue that there's a release for me because I don't have who said you don't have money anywhere a cattle on a thousand hills belongs to your father. He said, give and it will come back to you. A good measure pressed down, shaken together, running over. He will cause men. So your money is in somebody's pocket. I am. On being a Christian, the words you use have power and potency. I cannot be without money. How can you be without money for more than three days? He's an anomaly. It's not the word of God that says that he daily loads us with benefit. So day one, your benefit didn't come. Day two, your benefit didn't come. Day three, two, your benefit didn't come. When God said, prepare yourself for in the third day, I will visit you. Is it not in the Bible? Why are you not saying you don't have money anywhere? No wonder you are still poor. Although Jesus has paid the price and you are supposed to be a, a, a princess. Have you seen a prince or a princess begging in the street before? Crying for what to eat? No matter how hungry a whole nation is, princesses don't go hungry. Turn to somebody and say, my life has changed. So what victories are we talking about here? Jesus obtained your healing. Jesus obtained victory for your deliverance. He obtained victory for your prosperity. He obtained victory for your freedom. He obtained victory for your authority. But we, we still use our mouth. Because we are waiting for something to happen. Abracadabra. You, child of God, you are not disadvantaged until you use your mouth to say you are. I love this song. I've got my mind made up and I won't turn back because I want to see my Jesus someday. I've got my mind made up and I won't turn back because I want to see my Jesus. He says, goodbye world. I'll stay no longer with you. Goodbye pleasures of sin. Stay no longer with you. I've made up my mind. So it means that there is a way of God. He said to Elijah, go to the brook Cherith. And in the brook Cherith, he causes ravens to bring in food. Do you know ravens? They eat flesh. And yet the eater of flesh was the provider of flesh. In the midst of famine, the raven that eats the flesh is the one. So sometimes say, this guy, he's a crook. God will use that crook to benefit you. Yeah. I don't throw anybody away. Because you may think you are doing me. It will benefit me. Turn to your neighbor and say, I am a covenant child of God. I can never be disadvantaged. <laughs> See, I want you to have this mind. But I'm teaching all of you something. This is how we live. We live by this consciousness that provisions have been made available. God says that, what do you want? Is it not the word of God that says, open your mouth wide and I will fill it? Yet we have closed our mouth. Say, open them. Mm -mm, mm -mm. You need to go to God and tell God what you want. What do you want? What do you want? I prayed for a man recently and his wife. They were going to fly to America. And so I said to the man, I'm going to pray for you that you will get business class. God will bless you people that you, you can buy business class and put your whole family. When I finish the prayer, the man said, Amen. But! Big man. 
Wegman. Oyami discarma me. Me who jiri me. Se sofu. Are difference ni is six thousand dollars. Se me kwa kwa kuto business class. Atna premu just for eight hours, six hours, seven hours. In spend as far as six thousand dollars. Ah, so as you can make me the normal baby. I want to move. May the grace of our Lord Jesus. You see, so you need to realize that he's already obtained the victory. And we don't have to now obtain it. We must just believe, receive it, and maintain it. We must just what? Believe, receive it, and maintain it. On being a Christian, he's not already paid the price. You stand in the liberty wherewith Christ has made you free. You see, there's a relationship God wants to have with us. But, but we are too afraid to access it. God says that come let's reason together. God wants a relationship. He doesn't want a master servant association. He has, he has a relationship with you. He can tell you what he wants. I, I need the money. It's not your time. I can't give it to you. How can't we go to God and tell Papa, I, I, I need the money. It's, what you gave me is not up to you. You must add more. Listen to me. I want us to come into that place with God. It's a relationship with God. Thing. When you come, see, some of you, when you go today, go to your wardrobe and open it and say, God, I won't wear this again. This one is for low class people. I won't wear this again. Move their clothes and say, God, I've created a space. Fill it. Papa, fill it. Oh. Some of you, you've been eating foolish food, nonsense food. Go to God and say, Papa, this subsistence living, it's, 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 not befitting a child of God. I am a king's kid. I am a princess. I am a prince. I cannot leave this kind of increase my level. Do you know I, every year I go to God and tell him to increase my budget? When they increase the budget in Ghana, guess what? The reason why I always have money more than you is because whenever they increase everything, I tell God, increase my budget. You, you don't say anything. You are just there. You are like the prodigal son, senior brother. God. I followed you all this while. You have not given me anything. He says, whatever I have is yours. On being a Christian, God wants you to have a personal relationship with him and talk to him. You see, as a child of God, don't try to live your life as if whatever is coming to you is all that there is to your life. God wants to be a father to you. God wants to provide for you. God wants to care for you. God wants to add value to your life. Because the Bible says we were created for the praise of his glory. Your life must bring praise to God. And so when whatever is going on in your life is not as it is, go to their father and say, Papa, change my level. Listen to me. On being a Christian, God calls you to a relationship with him, a deeper relationship with him. God wants you to walk with him, sir. I like Pastor AJ. I love him like a father in his heart. You know, my relationship with him is funny. He calls me father. I call him father. So who is the father? Yes, I'm his father spiritually. He's my father physically. You understand me? But although he loves me, he loves his firstborn more than me. I can't pray, I can't buy it. His love for his firstborn, I can't use money to buy. Do you, do you know what I mean? I mean huh? Yeah, he doesn't invite me to eat fufu in his house. But his firstborn doesn't need an invitation. He goes to eat every time. Why? Because his covenant relationship with his son is deeper. It, he will not disown his son because his son has offended him. But when I offend him, he can easily disown me. God calls you his son. That even if you do wrong, he can't disown you. 
that his love for you is so deep, so wide, that no matter what you do, he will never leave you nor forsake you. That's the meaning of that scripture. And so, he said he cannot deny himself. God says, I cannot, in other words, God sees you as himself. That if he cannot deny himself, that he cannot deny you the right thing. He said, even you wicked people, when your children ask you for fish, you won't give them a snake. When they ask you for bread, you won't give them a stone. Say, how much more me? God loves you. His love for you is so deep that he's saying that come to me as my daughter. Don't come to me as a grandchild. Now, pastors of today, we have sons, grandchildren. God wants a relationship. God, you are not my grandchild. You are my son. You are my daughter. You are my firstborn. This day have I begotten you. Jeremiah 31 verse 3 NIV. The Lord appeared to us in the past saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. You see, you must have confidence that it's already done in Christ Jesus. Question is, how do I do that? I thank him for victory in advance. I thank him for what? Victories in advance. I praise him for it because I know it's already done. The angels of the Lord encamp around the righteous. And so when you become a Christian, God wants you to come. And once you have asked him for it, start thanking him. Start praising him. He's done it. And when, the, when you start praising and the battle becomes stronger, oh, praise him more. Say, ah! See, when you are talking to someone, say, see, you know the last time I asked God for this, and God did it all of a sudden, Satan is just misbehaving there. Misbehaving. But I don't mind him. That's the way you walk in victory. My prayer for you, child of God, is that in this year, 2023, you will start a new walk with God. That now I am a Christian. All heaven backs me. Favor rest upon me. Honor rest upon me. Wherever I go, doors are open for me. When you begin to walk in this victory, blessings will follow you. Many believers have gone into performance-based living. It's all about self-effort living. It's all about self-centered living. And in fact, that is what the devil wants us to get into. I have not prayed this day so that it will not work. Hey, today is my day of birth. I need to fast or else, hey, the devil will attack me. It doesn't mean don't fast. But don't fast because you think the devil can attack you. No, you set a day apart that you consecrate to spend time with God. That's what God wants. He said, hey, they said we should fast. <laughs> I mean, six to six. About 5.45 now. We saw short time in this encoder. Bumpire, shebe-de-be-de-be-de-be-de. is now two minutes. 57, now okay. Not 58 now train. What red times brother did you set a time that at six o'clock you break your fast? Let me tell you something. When you stop caring about the time, the time goes very fast. You see, the devil wants us to go into that self-effort. You all say, Me quite 21 days dry fast watch. Anointing doesn't come by fasting. No. See, I can teach you how to operate in the anointing without fasting. Two things: worship and consistent. Continuous study of the word. The anointing will flow every day. You spend time with God. You worship. Study the Bible. You don't have to fast. The oil will flow. Are you listening to me? Fasting is you setting a time apart to spend with God. That you are not focusing on food because it be all the day. I know I have Self-effort. That's not what God wants. I'm not saying don't fast, please. I'm not saying don't spend hours in prayer. 
But don't do it because you want to tick a box. You need to stop worrying because you know that he has done it for you. And therefore, you maintain your victory by conditioning your mind that you can trust God's faithfulness to manifest whatever you are believing God for, for you. This is how a lot of us, we worry. Gee, on being a Christian, whatever it is that is a concern, pray about it. After that, relax. You understand me? So what do I do whilst I wait for the manifestation of my promises? I rest and stop struggling to get it done. I must believe in the finished works of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary. Give me James chapter 4 verse 6, please. James 4 verse 6. But he gives us more and more grace through the power of the Holy Spirit to defy sin and live an obedient life that reflects both our faith and our gratitude for our salvation. Give me amplified, please. But he gives us more and more grace through the power of the Holy Spirit to defy sin and live an obedient life that reflects both our faith and our gratitude for our salvation. That's what it means. You see, defy sin here doesn't mean sin means to miss the mark. He set a mark. He says you must defy this, this conditioning that there is a certain mark that you must meet by all means at all costs necessary. Do you know that when you struggle with it, you will fall into the sin? I don't do wrong because the dairy will catch me. As humans, we are crafty. So, when I do it, I will never know. Because when you go to the hotel, you won't find my name. But God will see. God will see. When you are undressing, God is there. Because his spirit is in you. When you are on your phone and watching pornography, God is... God, he knows what you do. Me, I may never know, but God sees it. When you are living your Christian life, don't think that you are doing it to please Pastor Daniel. God knows you. See, God saw how much somebody gave to you and how much you gave to him as tight. God knows that whilst you are complaining that you don't have money, you have sent money to your girlfriend. He sees. He sees. So when you become a Christian, trust God absolutely. And trust that as you remain faithful, God would also be faithful to you. See, your blessing may not come in year one. It may not even come in year two. Because sometimes God is testing whether you truly love me or you love me because I do things for you. When I'm doing anything for any of you, I don't think you will stay in this church. Yesterday, me and Pastor Chu were, were, were driving. He said, we have helped so many people, but they don't come to church. I said, hey, they came to use us. He said, and they are continuing to use us. I said, let them keep on using us. Because the money is for the work of God. God will take the glory. As for me, I'm man. I can't buy people to stay in this church. In fact, those who have helped the most in this church, they never remain. You know I can die next week, next year, the next 30 years, the next 50 years. In fact, I can even die now as I'm preaching. After that, what? But this church must continue. God wants a relationship with you. I love Lady Irene with all my soul. I will say with my mouth, I'll die for her, but it's not true. See, I'm not watching this direction. <laughs> But God demonstrated his love in that whilst we're still sinners, he died. What can't he do for you? You know, we are saying we love ourselves. A day will come, she say, we have irreconcilable difference, so we are divorcing. Everybody will go his way. But God will never divorce you. That's why you must love him. That's why you don't do things because people are there. You do it because it will honor him. Oh, you can clap your hands. See, 
Your wife doesn't need to see that you are you are sinning. No, God will say. <laughs> uh, this scripture there. If I wrote the Bible, I'd have deleted it from it. Husbands, love your wife so that your prayers may not be hindered. Some of you, your prayer is not going because you don't love your wife. You only see her weaknesses. You only see your husband's weakness, his problem. Hmm. You will never go to your family and say good things about your husband. Only the bad. Your friends, they only know the bad about your husband. When he's doing good, you pretend like you don't know. So God told me, focus on pleasing me, not me. Because today it is her. Tomorrow, it will be somebody else. After a while, when I go to a place to preach, it is based on people's faces that I'll start preaching to. I won't say the truth. You understand me? You have to come to a point in your Christian life where you want to only please God. Irene, if you don't please God and you want to please me, we won't go anywhere. Do what God has called you to do. When you become a Christian, you trust God and live a life to honor and please him. Apart from that, everything is nonsense. He says, but he gives more grace through the power of the Holy Spirit to defy sin and to live an obedient life that reflects both our faith and gratitude for our salvation. Therefore, he says, God is opposed to the proud and haughty, but continually gives the gift of grace to the humble who turn away from, sorry, self-righteousness. There are a lot of Christians that are proud. And you know that. You know what he means by proud? They can't forgive themselves. They think, no, this one, God will not, this one. They want a certain standard that if they don't measure it, ah, it's pride, though. And they hide it under spirituality, everything in the spirit. Eh, humble yourself. When you are wrong, you are wrong. None of us is perfect. I am not perfect. Lady Irene is not. We, you see, we are not perfect people. We didn't come here to raise up perfect people. We have our issues. Ah, I share my issues with you because uh, where, where, who else do you not talk to? Outside of you. We, are not perfect. We, we don't want you to be perfect, though. We also have our fears. We be discouraged more, then we encourage ourselves, we move on. So you are not alone. Stop being spiritual about everything and face the truth. I got it wrong. Please, I ask for apology. Forgive me. I am afraid of this. Forgive me. And they are told one of my sons, I said, you, so go to your wife. Tell your wife what is happening in your own life. Because she may have been assuming because you have not spoken. Go and apologize where you got it wrong. Is it, hey, Papa. It will be an ammunition. I said, let it be an ammunition. God has a way of helping you. He went to do it. He got a better result. See, God says a broken and a contrite spirit I will not reject. Come to God and be real with him. Is it that important to people that they are even ashamed that somebody will hear what they are telling God in the church? So we have to play music and make it loud. Pride is disturbing you. They are on my the person is not focused on his prayer that he's listening to what you are praying. It's okay. Lady, I am here. So, be better. You are serious. No, you are not serious. When you come to God, you are not serious. If somebody will not pray and listen to your prayer, it's his business. What's this whole pride about Christianity now? We have to now put ice cream on the prayer point for you for you to come to church. The Bible says in James 4, 7, Submit yourself therefore to God. Resist the devil, he will flee from you. Submit! According to Mariam Webster's dictionary, Submit means to give or yield oneself to the authority or will of another. Submit means to agree, 
to obey, to comply, to turn myself over to him and yield myself over to his authority. Yield it. You are a Christian now. Yield it. I said, let's come and pray. You are not coming. Yet you go for party. You have time for everything but God. Submit yourself to God. You have come to God. Let him know that you choose him above every other thing. I want you to close your eyes and pray. Everybody pray, including myself. Pray. Some of us have been offended by people. And we can't forgive the person because our ego is bruised. It's pride. Let it go. And when I back on him, is it not God? Talk, talk to him and say, any offense in my heart, I let it go. Any and every offense, I let it go. I let it go. We don't have to give anything to get it. We have to just trust him. Rest in the confidence that he paid the price for you. And he's faithful to keep his promises over your life. If we can trust him and align our confession with what he has promised, he will honor his word concerning our life. Open up your mouth and pray. Say, Lord, I align my life with the priorities of God. I align my life with the priorities of God. Bompai, talk to God. God, I align my life with the priorities of God. I align my life. Everybody pray. God wants a relationship with you. God wants a relationship with you. God wants to provide, but he wants you to come to him. Consider him a father. Consider him a father that who loves you, who has already paid their price. On being a Christian, know that you have the backing of heaven. Everybody pray. 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 Pray now. Pray now. In Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 9 it says, Know therefore that the Lord your God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him, and keeps his commandment to a thousand generations. No, 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 therefore, that the Lord your God is God. He's a faithful God. He keeps covenant. He keeps steadfast love with those who love him. He said, when you love me, I will love you. In Lamentations chapter 3, verse 22 to 23, he said, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Open up your mouth and pray. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 13 says, No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. But God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with that temptation, He will also provide the way of escape. That you may be able to endure. Child of God, God is faithful. He said, but the Lord is faithful. He will establish and guard you against the evil one. 2 Thessalonians 3 verse 3. Open up your mouth and pray. God, you are faithful God. God, you are faithful God. God, you are faithful God. Come on, lift up your voice and pray. God is a faithful God. The Lord is faithful. He will guide you against the evil one. He said, therefore, Hebrews 10, 23, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. For he who promised is faithful. You are not here to please man. You are here to please God. You are here to please God. You are here to honor God. You are here to please God. 
you are here to live a life that brings glory to God even in your secret place you are here to please God come on lift up your voice and pray lift up your voice talk to God about your life talk to God about your family God is a faithful God God is a faithful God lift up your voice and pray God is a faithful God the Bible tells us in Titus chapter 2 verse 11 to 14 it said for the grace of God has appeared bringing salvation for all people training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled upright and godly lives in the present age waiting for a blessed hope the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good work God is calling you to live a life of great zeal a life that honors him a life that glorifies him a life a life a life a life a life you're praying and say Lord help me to live a godly life wherever I am whichever nation in which I'll be in let me represent Christ let me represent you true and true oh God let my life please you let my life honor you let my life please you let my life honor you let my life please you oh God I'm here to please you and you only I'm here to honor you with my life I'm here in my conversation and my dealings let me please you ah let me submit to the instruction of you let me submit to the laws of God let me submit to the promises of God I will live right because it honors God I will live a holy life because it honors God I will live a life that pleases you in my secret place I will please you I will please you raise your hands wherever you are stand to your feet you are talking to God raise that hand up and surrender your life to him surrender your fears to him surrender everything to God tell God Lord every offense every hurt in my heart anybody that has offended me by words by deeds by actions and inactions i release them i release i want to be a true christian i want to be a christian my life must please you my life must please you. i lay before the altar i am a christian i am a christian i am a christian i am a christian i i am a christian this day I submit to you Jesus I submit to you Jesus there are things I've done in my past that I'm not happy about but this day Lord this day Lord this day Lord I surrender it Lord I surrender it Lord I give you everything I give you everything ah your goodness is upon me your goodness surrounds me your goodness your goodness somebody pray I say Lord I begin a journey that I do not know help me every step of the way let me know of your presence ah the assurance of your presence is all i seek is all i desire is all i aim for your goodness is running after is running after me your goodness is running, is running, is running after me. 
Your goodness is running, is running, is running after me. Oh, 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 your goodness is running, is running, is running. you Lord we all have weaknesses we all have some pride in us that draws us away from me and does not let us fully engage with you father Lord like that your daughter who believed you and trusted you and said father give me twins as firstborn and give me a daughter second and had faith to believe you for it and you did it for her we have come the lord that we may experience that dimension of blessing where we can talk to you and relax and trust you like that your son who would come to you after many years of not having a child and say lord i am now ready and that year you visited him i pray in the name of jesus that our faith in you will be stronger than ever before that we will trust you every step of the way we may not have but we will not fret we will not give up we will trust you absolutely because we know that in your time you make all things beautiful we give you praise we give you honor we give you all the adoration in jesus name somebody put your hands together for the lord